This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to another episode of Five Out. When you say Five Out, what do you mean by that? Even though we have no games to talk about, there's still plenty to address thanks to the Philadelphia 76ers and some of their questionable decision-making, I guess we can put it. They did do the 180, but still. On top of that, we have Trey Young, who's going and throwing out some pretty wild takes on Twitter. And then when you look at the bigger picture, how is the draft impacted in all of this? And what are things going to look like with the Olympics getting pushed back? Are are we going to see a USA team that doesn't have NBA players? And how's that going to impact other countries too? We'll talk about a couple other things as well. If you haven't already, you can follow us on Instagram or Twitter at 5OutPod. And you can leave us a rating and review wherever you listen to us, whether that's iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play. We're also available on WEI.com and the Radio.com app. I'm just trying to be alright with it, yeah. I'm just trying to be alright with it, yeah. I'm just trying to see the light in it. I think we should take a ride with it. I'm just trying to spend the night with it, yeah. I just want to be alright with it, yeah. Ty, how are things? Uh, how are things over at the station right now? Because you gotta have people. Some people in there, some people aren't, right? Are you in there? Oh yes, I'm there. Uh, Lou is the only member of All Meth also there. Uh, Glenn and Christian can roll out of bed and do their show for four hours, and you know, do do what they gotta do. But yeah, it's just Lou, me, and my co-producer Ryan Garvin. So we get great parking spots every day. Uh, the only person I see is still the boss, so, you know, get a, a relief from that. Joe's still in the office. is our bono <laughs> every day. So, yeah, it's, it's a little weird. So, why why is Christian at home? Because, oh, because he went, he went away, right? Yeah, he decided to go to, I think, Jamaica or Costa Rica or some, one of those two, like, during this whole thing. They banned, like, I think the night they banned uh, <laughs> when Trump banned uh, travel from Europe to here, uh, Christian was, in, like, uh was in Jamaica so he had to come back and he missed like a day or two but he's just trying to be away from you know the office so there's less people there in the station it's a intercom decision 
So. Gotcha. Okay. Well, it sure sounds like things are, you know, running smoothly over there, especially on, on the show. Honestly, it sounds like things are running fine. Other when, although I, I will say I appreciate there. Sometimes I feel like Glenn can't get in a word, and it is a nice change of pace. I will say that. But Matt, how are things with you and uh, becoming an online teacher? It's brutal. Being I, a I gym don't teacher to this, but if you're a gym teacher and you're teaching kids online. It seems like that's impossible. <laughs> it's, right? It's not. It's not, it's not doable. Let's put it that way. You, so you're just pretty much just doing watch, like the classic games on TV. No, I mean, I'm giving them like activities they can do, but at the end of the day, it's, it's, you can't really assess it because I'm not there. So it's more of just giving kids options. It's, it's a really tough time right now. I can't imagine being a math teacher and teaching math. Like it's just, I mean, we're doing the best we can, but it's, it's not ideal. That's why um, I think a lot of people after this is done will respect a lot of you know more of teachers and all the stuff they do every day for kids but a lot of people I mean, should have earned a lot of respect in the course of all of this chaos teachers definitely one of them but i will say i think well obviously nurses even freaking grocery yeah, shop say, obviously, obviously them they should yeah exactly there's a lot of people doing a lot of great things right now during these awful times so for our listeners, if you guys know of anybody out there that's doing something impressive, helping others and all that, so just lending a helping hand, Rob Bradford put out a notice on the, the uh, WEI.com Twitter account. We were hoping to write stories about people doing all these kinds of things, so please feel free to send them Rob's way, my way. Um, my DMs are open on Twitter. Send it to the show, whatever. Um, we're just, we want to highlight everybody doing some awesome stuff because there are a lot of people uh, trying doing special things in the course of this. But Matt, I, I really think that when it comes to teaching, I would think for a math teacher, as much as it's a challenge to teach online, I think because it's totally different. I, I'm not a teacher, so I don't know. I would think being a gym teacher, and that's why Ty laughed, is a little bit more, I don't know, complicated to do online, don't you think? Well, I would, I'm not doing a live class, if that's what you're asking. So you can't teach. Well, it. I mean, you technically could, but it would be, it wouldn't, it's not ideal. Because you don't know mad. what, yeah, but you don't you don't know what kids have for you know what their home life is like. We don't even know if every kid has internet connection. We don't you know you don't really know that. Or maybe like you said um, about uh, Fourier, we have kids that are probably still overseas or in another state that are stranded wherever. So it's kind of, I mean, touch and go at this point. So I think. Uh... I think I could see Matt making like a like a Richard Simmons type video. Uh, do some uh, aerobics or you know at home yoga for the class. Yeah, why that. not? Right. Yeah, I could give the people what they want. You know what the people like though? Talking about what people want. People liked the George Niang interview. It went well. I thought I really enjoyed it. The, I'm gonna be highlighting George's story where he talked about what went down. It was about two weeks ago that all live sports were canceled. And I was curious what you guys, uh, how you guys thought about uh, George handled everything. Cause he answered, I asked him some, I don't know, considering what's going on, some reasonably tough questions. He spoke really well, especially on a, a rough topic that involves teammates and all that. So uh, I, I, I was, I was just impressed how well he spoke. You didn't really have to nudge anything out of him. He kind of just said Dead everything. Three really. times, three times guys. Yeah. And I asked him about a, one and a half times, I would say. Yeah, I would, I would definitely like to get him back on and talk uh, some normal basketball stuff. But obviously with the circumstances the way they were and that he was a part of that, um, it, was, it was unique to hear his side and kind of the hands-on of what really The behind-the-scenes stuff sounded 
so strange. Like I, when he said the has, like he kind of hinted at them using hazmat suits, Ty, and it's I like, was like, holy, it's terrifying. It's holy shit. I know basketball wise, you asked him about like, hey, you guys were, you know, kind of had some momentum going into that break, and are you worried about losing it? And he's like, no, not at all. Which I mean, how they're not thinking about that at all. So the default answer is like, no, we're not concerned at all. But, but I think you have to be like. All these guys are going to be sitting at home for the next two or three months doing nothing, probably not working out, eating garbage usually, you know, processed mm. foods like, you know, chicken nuggets and fries for half these guys who don't cook <laughs> and are single. You know, so. I know for a fact George is training. He told gonna, me it's, his routine before we recorded the show. So I know he's training, but I don't know about the rest of his teammates, in fairness. So he has access to a gym at least. He has ac- access to workout equipment that the team provided. So I don't, not a gym necessarily, but he has stuff. And I think he's still able to play. I mean, maybe he has a hoop at his place. Okay, yeah. I mean, I'm sure some guys have at least a gym they can go to, but you can't go to any NBA team-owned facilities right now, right? Isn't that, like, against the rules? That is a rule. That, that is a rule. But even if you could, I mean, we all, everybody, we all know. I mean, if you, you play the game, if you play the game at any level, you know that practice reps aren't the same as game reps. And everybody's talking about, what are we going to do if the, if the season starts back up again, if they decide that we're going to try and have a postseason? I know Spencer Dinwiddie threw out an idea of having uh, like a March Madness style bracket where there's play-in games and kind of still keeping the same postseason format, but also changing it up a little bit where some teams get like there's a play-in round and then there's a first round where the top four teams get buys. And then those first series are five-game series. And then you kind of pick up with the first 16 teams you know, like normal. And I was curious, did you guys, do you guys think that's at all doable? Because the MP, the, the players association reached out to him about it. I like the idea. I just don't know if it's doable. Yeah. I wouldn't mind a March Madness style bracket. I mean, normally in any other circumstance, you'd say no way, but like we are living in like a, the, like something none of us have ever, ever experienced. So if, if we get just any basketball, I'm fine with it. But if yeah. we do a March Madness bracket, like that'd be, that'd be really cool. Even if it was a one and done or a best of three, that'd be I like that too, you know. So something just to mix it up a little bit because, like, like you said, there's to get that any kind of momentum, you need to have a few games to get warmed up. And even then, if they do five games and they jump into a postseason, we're still going to see probably the ugliest brand of NBA basketball that we've seen in a while. It's in the postseason especially because guys just aren't going to be where they need to be. There are people that will benefit from this. LeBron will benefit from this, I think, more than most. Like guys who needed some extra time. Kemba might be one of those guys who benefits from this. I think uh, Kawhi. Is there anybody else you guys can think of? I mean, well, Kevin Durant was one who we thought might, but then he gets goes and gets diagnosed with COVID nineteen too. Oh, we actually that was another thing too. In between now and last episode, Marcus Smart got diagnosed diagnosed with the uh, the illness too. It's just it's wild how much it's spread across the league. I'm surprised it's um, not spread more. Really? The fact that only two of the Jazz players had it that was kind of crazy. So the whole team would have it the way Rudy Gobert acted. Hmm. That's fair, I guess. I, I, and I just, Tice, was ma- Tice was matched up with Gobert like 80 times in that game. How does only one Celtic get it if it's Marcus Smart? Like he's with the Celtics all day long, you know, passing well, the basketball. The one thing that's, that I think has gotten lost in this a little bit is Rudy was the first one to get diagnosed with it. And we assume because of that, 
every step along the way, everybody that's somewhat linked to him, they got it from him. But that's not necessarily the case. I'm pretty sure Christian Wood was exhibiting signs for the Pistons before Gobert got there. And then he played Gobert the day after they played the Celtics. Then we hear about the kid in Rhode Island who got the autograph. I can't remember if it was from Donovan Mitchell or Rudy Gobert. But if he got it from Donovan Mitchell, then that could be where Marcus Smart got it from too. And then – What's to say Donovan Mitchell didn't necessarily give it to Rudy as much as he wasn't exhibiting signs? There's so much unknown with this disease. And then, what, three out of the four Nets players weren't exhibiting signs too? So we don't know where they got it from. And then there's people like in the, uh, what was it, the Pistons front office? Like one one of them had it, or the Sixers maybe? I think it was the Sixers. It was, it was the Sixers, yeah. Christian Wood's the only guy yeah. out of Detroit right now. Yeah, Sixers, it was Sixers right. they yeah. didn't, the Sixers didn't name anybody. They have three members of the organization. And then the Nuggets – had one member of the organization. They didn't mention any names or designate that they were players even, both of those two games. Speaking of the Sixers, oh, holy shit. What a dumpster fire. And, and the Lakers, the Lakers, Lakers had, had two. Lakers. So the Lakers had two. The Jazz have, a, have two. The Pistons have one. And the Nets have four. One's Kevin Durant. The Celtics have one. And then the Raptors and the Thunder were clean completely. And I think that's it. and then and then um, so Jason many, Collins, former Nets player, has it. Charles Barkley got cleared of it. Am I missing anybody? That's right. I don't. I don't think so. I'm how many total that. cases is that in the NBA? Like twenty? I think it's even less than twenty. Fifteen? I think it's fifteen. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna do the, the, the mental math right now because it's. it's, it's we're not, we don't have a math good. teacher on the show, unfortunately. It's weird that we, there are some unnamed players because there were two Lakers players that have it. Don't you think if it was LeBron – again, I don't want to – think this is a weird thing to speculate over, but don't you think if it was LeBron, he would want to come out and let people know? Like, that's kind of a thing he would do, don't you think? Play the victim? No, not play the victim. Like, let people – like, I think the fact that Marcus Smart got it for people in Boston, when you – this is a – that's a guy who freaking goes through everything. And then you have Kevin Durant, who's a superstar talent. I, I get he's injured and everything. But you have these guys who you don't necessarily expect to go through – human things especially younger people who are the ones making the dumbass decisions i think when you go in on th in this instance when you go and let people know what you're going through i think there's some value based on what we've seen don't you i won't call him the victim yeah i would, I would say there is some value to that but like, why remain anonymous because all these guys do have platforms where they can if you could just have one person listen to you like just stay at home you know don't you know, follow the CDC guidelines, like do all this, like, oh, there's a million PSAs out there, but there's millions added every day. Like Nick Saban recorded one today because if just one person listens, it helps. So like, why don't these yeah. players, I know it's a health thing too, but like a HIPAA violation, teams can't reveal who has it, but right. so it's on the players themselves. And I understand it's a choice, but they all have a platform. They could use this for, you know, they'll have 100,000 followers plus on Instagram and Twitter. So mm -hmm. yeah, they're not I, using their platforms as their choice, but why not? I'm more surprised that some guys wouldn't do it. Yeah, so that's why if it was LeBron, he he would have done it. Again, not, not a thing I really care to speculate much about, but it, there are a lot of guys who are getting out in front of it, and there are guys who don't have it. I mean, we've seen videos from Tatum. I think Taco, right, Matt? We saw a video from Taco on the Celtics Twitter account. He yeah. talked about it. So every, everybody's talking about it in some capacity. Except for LeBron, <laughs> right? Yeah, I, I get, I, uh, yeah, I guess so. But anyways, go, going back to that Sixers thing that I alluded to, that was a total dumpster fire. So for those who, who missed what happened, the Sixers did a total 180 because of, they got 
essentially bullied on Twitter because they had made a decision that at will employees of both the Sixers and the, and the New Jersey Devils, both owned by Joshua Harris, that make more than $50,000 a year will be subject to temporary salary reduction of up to 20% starting April 15th and continuing through the end of June. Now, I believe it was Stein or it was Woj that reported first. I'm reading that from Sixers Wire from our uh, friend of the show, Kai Carlin. It's a horrible look. I mean, how do you do that? Around the league, how many people have been, like, showing out, like, owners been showing out money to help, you know, employees and stuff? Now you're making everybody take a 20% reduction? Is it, you said $50,000 or more? If they were making $50,000 or more, they were expected to take a salary reduction of up to 20%. And, what, and what's the reason? More than 50K, excuse me. So I think if you're making what's 50K, the reason? it's because they're not making money right now. And what does the owner have for money? They have tons of money. And that's the thing. Exactly. So, so point being, he's an asshole. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how I look at it. Because not only yep. – the, the biggest thing in all this too is, yeah, you have owners who are stepping forward and helping these part-time employees. And I get it. You know, you don't make money – you don't get rich by just giving out money for free all the time. I understand that. But at the same time, these Circumstances. are – Exactly. Thank you. Took the words right out of my mouth. Very trying circumstances. And then you have players – I mean, the, the number one instance or case is Zion Williamson, who's a friggin' rookie who just got his first you know deal and everything. He is going out and he is committing a substantial amount of money to these part-time employees. If he can do that, the and these owners who are worth far more money can't. They should be able to do this with their full-time staff and not have issues. It's one. It's one year. You are going to you know things are going to be fine in the future. I, I would expect the sports are going to bounce back big time. This it is, makes no sense that these billionaires have seen other billionaires like Jeremy Jacobs of the Bruins, who's just completely fumbled this whole thing and he's gotten Ooh. destroyed for it. I yeah. think, I think it was the Ottawa senators uh, owner who said like, no, at first he said like, no, I'm not going to pay you guys because you haven't worked the games. And so when those opportunities for work get canceled, not postponed, then I'll pay you. And he got destroyed, did a 180 and now decided to pay everybody. And so how are these billionaires seeing other guys that own teams and across different leagues get destroyed for horrible, you know, plans like the Bruins saying, if the games get canceled, you'll get paid. Like, just give them the money. It's the easiest PR move, the easiest win you could have right now for, for an owner. So just pay the people because you're making ridiculous amounts of money and you may only lose two months of actual basketball. Let's mm -hmm. go down the road to maybe June or July, not when we're in week two of the season being canceled and you're asking for salary reductions. Let's wait till week eight when you've actually missed a ton of games. Then you have a, a clear case to ask for these things. It's remarkable when it's these individual, like these privately, like a privately owned, a team is owned by, I get that there's companies involved, but there are certain individuals that you look at and that's the owner of the team. Or in some cases, you know, the NBA, they label them as the governor of the team. It just... To me, it's, it's vastly different than some of these other companies that have to shut down business and have layoffs because you have that one person at the top who is a billionaire in this case. And I just don't get how – like we're not businessmen here. This isn't a, and this isn't a business podcast, but like shit, it just – it makes sense that in these times you would find a way to help everybody it's, out. And it's just just, obviously, it's, I think it says a lot about that guy's character. I just think he's oh. not a good person. 
No. I mean, that's, that's really what this comes down to. It's not like it's not like if he does this, he's going to be broke. No, you're right. Yep. It's worth billions. And you know why I know? You want to know why I know that? Because uh, breaking news, L.A. Clippers just purchased the forum, and uh, Steve Ballmer is paying $400 million in cash for the arena. In cash. Oh, yeah, that's right. I did see that right before wow. we started the show. Yeah, right? In exactly. Ca- in cash. I didn't see the cash part. Jesus. What does $400 million look like in cash, by the way? I don't Holy know. Christ. That a-hole Jeremy Jacobs, him taking a week to decide if he's going to pay the employees. I just did the math. His $1.5 million he's giving up in a fund, which I'm sure he's getting that from sponsors and business partners. It's not all coming from him. He's worth $3.6 billion. So him giving up that $1.5 million is his uh, 0.004% of his net worth. Wow. And not even a not even a drop in the bucket. It's uh, less than a drop in the bucket. Ridiculous, dude. It's ridiculous. I'm sorry, did you say 0.004% of his net worth. Oh my wow. god. And and it took him this long to <laughs> debate it and he still hasn't even he still hasn't even committed. So but Mark Cuban who is also a billionaire, it took him 30 seconds to be like, "You know what? I'm doing this. I'm committing. I'm making this because right." Because Mark Cuban's a good human being, that's why. Yes, he is a good fucking person. He's a good dude. He cares about people and is like, "I don't care what it costs. I'm going to do it." And he's a good why he's a good damn businessman because he ha- he said it that when this all started when the shutdown first happened, he was rattled as as anybody else, right? He we saw it, we had to see it, I think it was on ESPN or whatever. I mean, the interview and everything, it was all broadcast there. He was as rattled as anybody. And you know what he like Ty said it took him 30 seconds. And not only did it take him 30 seconds to say we're going to do it, he had a plan. He's like, we've already been talking about it. They were getting prepared for this type of shit to happen. That's why you know that. I mean, that's the kind of owner that guys want to play for. I mean, it's just you, you would think because he he cares about everybody that's around him. It's remarkable how much some of these teams have botched. Yeah, him. with correction, it's only point zero four, so just one zero, not two. But okay, that makes more sense. Okay, yeah, so so point zero four percent. Yes. Not even a tenth of a percent. Four one hundredths. That's ridiculous. That's so tiny. Of his net worth. So right, that, and there's people that are saying they're going to go homeless because they're missing checks. Like yeah. They work thirty-five hours a week at the TD exactly. Garden. Yeah. And, the, and the, the fact that they were like, "Oh, well, the games haven't been canceled, so if they get canceled, then you get paid." How, you won't know if these games get canceled like two months. Say it's two months. These people aren't. You can't. Some people are probably living paycheck to paycheck. Mm-hmm. Crazy man, crazy. Yeah, I was, I was a little. Four hundred million dollars in cash, in cash, that dude. I mean, these dudes are loaded. Yeah, I, I honestly oh, was damn. waiting though. Like the, like I, the Sixers move, it, the 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 Bruins move is brutal. The Sixers move is something not not on this level necessarily. But I started to wonder if something was going to happen like this to a pro team. It makes sense that it would happen with, with Josh Harris. Not that I know anything about this guy, but the fact that he owns two teams, it doesn't entirely stun me that something like that, like this would be the kind of person that would do it. I just, it, it just is, it sucks that I kind of expected something along these lines to happen where you know employees on these teams would start getting hit by it. Cause it's just, this is a terrible time. I mean, you have Matt teaching. I mean, it's bad enough that Matt's a teacher. He's teaching kids online courses. It's brutal. It's yeah. I mean, the economy is in a really bad place right now. We don't. We don't. We don't need to talk about the stock market at all. I don't need to hear anything about that. I already know. But another, there are there are other things that have been you know like impacted 
by the the league's hiatus and, and just the stoppage in sports in general, but specifically when it comes to basketball, the Olympics they have now been officially postponed. I think it was Canada, yeah. right? That was the first one that said they weren't going to go. Am I right on that? Yep. Okay. They were. So, yep. so, so you have Canada that was out, and then everybody else, then other people start saying the same thing. I think Australia. I don't know if we officially said anything before it got postponed, but now it's done. So then I see Woj was talking about it, of course, friend of the show. He said that this could be played, the, the Olympics could be played prior to next summer. And that could mean it would be like mid NBA season. Do you think that, I mean, I know the Olympics don't look at America probably any different than they do any other country, but do you guys think that that's, I mean, if what was just saying it, it could happen. Could you imagine a world where that happens where the Olympics is played in, in, in the middle of the NBA season going forward? Yeah, that wouldn't be great. No, it would be terrible. He said, and he said the world cup of basketball will become the premier uh, international Basketball competition? Uh, that just that doesn't sound right to me now, at all. It sounds, is it how how long would that be? Like three weeks? The Olympics are two, the Olympics are two weeks, I believe. Two weeks. Okay. When does the I, I summer see Olympics it. usually start? Isn't it late August? The Olympics are usually. Uh, I, I can't I believe they. I can't believe they already postponed it just because, like, you. I mean, that's the thing about like this coronavirus. I think it's not going to get any better anytime soon, but. August, you don't know. That's, that's pretty far away. I mean, I would hope it's better by then. You would, you would hope it's better, but I think that, again, like we're we're not like, I'm not an expert when it comes to this, but I would think that you got to make sure every everywhere has to make sure it's safe in house, and then like really double check again, make sure it's safe in house, meaning the country, and then people will start traveling. Like it's just, it's this thing has it went from a China a problem in China to a problem in a couple other countries to a devastating in China, devastating in Italy and a problem everywhere. I mean, the, it's just, it's become total chaos to the point where, I mean, how much are you guys talking about on OMF? Would you say, Ty, how much of your, your four hour show is it taking up now? Uh, I'd probably say every day, almost an hour, if not more. And how well, often do you normally Brady, talk about the, the world stuff events? Been yeah, yeah, well, yeah. The Brady okay. stuff's been dominating, of course. So, but I think in the next week or two, next month or two, it's going to be you know half the show maybe because there's going to be daily updates and Trump's going to say something stupid and Joe Biden's going to have another gaffe about you know saying we find the cure for the thing uh, the the COVID nineteen and it makes the problem worse. So, uh, yeah. But that but and how often do you talk about? The world. I mean, we never talk about world events on this show. It's and, and that's the thing. It has become. So, it's. I mean, and it's made a, an infinitely worse because, or the impact, I guess, is felt that much more because. What do we have to watch? I mean, Isaiah Thomas scoring fifty-two points, Paul Pierce's forty-eight point game in two thousand one against the Nets. Which I mean, those are kind of cool games to watch, but we want to see new stuff. We don't want to see the stuff that's happened before. Do any of you guys have on uh, NBA TV right now? I do not. I have something a little bit less distracting on. Well, Tyler Zeller's at the free throw line for the Boston Celtics against the Phoenix Suns. Oh, and God. it's Devin Booker's 70-point game. I didn't – see, I was going to tweet about that today because I saw that on Twitter. I mean, that 70-point <laughs> game was such a um, – like, it was so stupid. They were losing by 30 the whole game, the Suns. It was like – and they're like, oh, my God, he's going off against, like, the Celtics bench. Like Devin, Devin Booker scored a legit 45 in that game because then after that, it was, the game was had been over. I was at the game. It was over. 
And I remember leaving with uh, my buddy. And we were like, that was like the most like anticlimactic seventy point game I've ever seen in my life. Because it was it was a no one was playing defense. It was all I mean, the game was quiet over. seventy. Dude, it was a joke. That after Devin Booker scored a legit between forty and forty five, and then after that, I mean, they were down like twenty five. The game was like for the rest of the game, they were they were getting killed. And all their teammates in there after holding up that 70-point thing, I'm like, yeah. I've never seen a bunch of guys. I remember actually tweeting this when I saw the picture. I was like, I've never seen more guys happier taking a nice L than those guys. Sons. <laughs> what a joke he franchise. Need, he needed 90 to win. What a joke franchise. Hey, Devin Booker, you know how important those 70 points were? Uh, they weren't. When Kobe scored 81, uh, he got a dub because that's what real dudes do, get dubs. You're all your guys right now, Devin man. Like Booker the, takes L's. The guys that you have been liking, you know, or the, the guys that you've liked over the past few years, the guards that seem to, I don't know, that, that have caught your attention, they all seem to be pissing you off a little bit this year. Because Booker was complaining about the uh, – I know this Booker thing is a couple years old, but he had nah, this stuff in the preseason. I'm, I'm, out on, I'm out on Booker. You're out on Booker. And, Ty, guess who else Matt is out on now? Uh, Steph Curry. Come on. I don't know. I don't know. Trey Young. Yes, sir. Trey Young. Matt Medeiros is out on Trey Young for a couple reasons. One being this tweet that he fired out, which is the most ridiculous bullshit I've seen. When you talk about top five players in the league, right, Ty, you think of of all time. I'm sorry, of all time, right? You think of Michael Jordan, right? Nods do not work on this show. I don't know if you're aware, but we're an audio-based podcast. Okay, so – LeBron James, you would think of him as a top five player possibly, right? Uh, I need to see more tape. But you'd, you'd think – okay. <laughs> Such a jackass. You'd, but you'd consider Kobe, Kevin Durant, maybe they have thrown in the conversation as top five guys all time, maybe, right? Uh, yeah, sure, of okay. course. We're talking maybes. They're not, not definite. They're, like, they're in the conversation. In the that's conversation. okay. What about Steve Nash? Top five point guards? No, 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 players. No, no. Top five players of all time. Listen, this is on Trey Young's list. Yes, <laughs> Trey Young's list Steve is Nash's as top five. He was asked by, and I'd like to thank Ashton underscore Trep for setting this up. That's Trep with two P's. He asked Trey Young top five all time. Trey Young responded by saying, "My top five: one, LeBron James; two, Michael Jordan; three, Kobe Bryant; four, Kevin Durant; five, Steve Nash." And he finished it off by saying. Don't at me. Well, you know what? I think a lot of people added you for that dumbass take. Matt, please go off. <laughs> what am I going to go off, Matt? You just, I mean, you just said it. Steve Nash is not a top five player of all time, first off. That's how I know you're a clown, Trey Young. I like Steve Nash. Nothing against him, but he's not a top five player of all time. Anybody with a brain knows that. Two, the fact that he had LeBron number one of all time is a joke. I'm sorry. That's a joke. You, there's nobody in this world that can argue to me and give me a valid point why LeBron is the best player of all time. It doesn't make any sense. I'm not going to argue for Trey and, and be devil's advocate here because that's just stupid. But is he thinking that maybe these are the best players of my lifetime? Even if it is, it doesn't make sense. You, no. Shaq makes that list over, over Nash, just one quick person. In Trey Young's lifetime? Kobe Bryant? He, he's on the list, dumbass. Can't you read? Is I know you're a gym teacher, Kobe but Christ. Bryant, Kobe Bryant is be, is better than LeBron. No, I'm just kidding. 
he's, Anyways, he's um, talking about yeah. He, Tyler's asking about Steve Nash. I know. I know. What about uh, Shaq? I mean, why isn't Shaq? Shaq's a quick. Jack, Shaq's the first guy that you think of real quick. And then, I mean, I'm sure I don't know when Trey Young was born. That's p- part of the other problem too. Listen, I, and I, Ty makes a good point. Is saying like maybe you just because I've always you know how we talked about the bird thing last week, and it's it's hard for us because we we didn't live through the bird years and the magic years. Um, and obviously basketball is different, but. You just—I I feel like it's disrespectful when you say these are my top five players of all time, and you're an NBA player, and those are your top five. Like that, they're not even—I don't even think that's like those ballpark. No, it doesn't make it, it makes it doesn't make a lick of sense. I mean, I get it that there's all this this whole thing about this is my generation. It makes me more biased towards certain players. You know, Matt has Kobe, who he might be more biased towards than someone who grew up in the '80s or maybe even the '70s or whatever, and and other players fall in that mix. But at some point, you res- there are certain guys who just command your respect. And uh, Steve Nash is a great player and, what, two-time MVP, right? I, I believe I'm correct in saying that. Yes. No, in, in no world does anybody even look at him as – I don't even think I'd put him top 20 all time. Like, like just off the top of my head, I don't think he'd be top 20 all time. No. Would he be top he might 50? Not be top- no. He'd be, I'd uh, not absolutely. have a hard time putting him in 50. I'd put him in 50. And I and, – Steve Nash is a great point. If we're talking point guards, different story. If you're talking yes. about players of all time, yeah, I don't know if he cracks top 50. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, easy not top 20, possibly not top 50, definitely top 100. But, I mean, it's honestly one of the now worst, listen, worst takes of all was, time. But to be honest with you, that wasn't even his worst tweet of the week. Tied. Did you see his other tweet? <laughs> no, I'm sure it was terrible as well. Nick, can you explain the tweet? Can you so, give us a little background? Or do you not remember it? So I remember it, but I don't remember who shared the idea on Twitter. But uh, it was the the idea was Mount Rushmore of was it single season performances or March Madness performances? I think it was single season performances in college. Correct. It, correct. It was like a single. It wasn't their career. Yes. Yeah. So it was single season performances in college, and Trey Young was not. Uh, it was a Mount Rushmore. What? Who's on your Mount Rushmore? And Trey Young was not among the options uh, that could be picked from in the courses. The it was, so it was Slam that put it out, and it was Kemba, Steph Curry, Jimmer, Zion, Anthony Davis, Blake Griffin, Buddy Heald, Beasley, Kevin Durant, and I think the last one was there was Doug McDermott. There we go. Okay. But and and just for context, because I I someone pointed out this out to me because I said Mello should be on this list, but it says since two thousand seven in small uh, letters in the picture. That's kind um, of important. So, they, they just did it with an asterisk. Yeah, well, because I I said I said something that Mello got snubbed because Mello easily should be on there. Um, but it said since two thousand seven. I was like, all right, well, okay, make that bigger next time. Yeah, please. Um, I honestly didn't really have. I thought they. Picked pretty much everybody that sh- should be on this list. I didn't really, th- I couldn't really think of anybody that should bo- uh, that got snubbed other than Melo. Yeah, I mean, when 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 Trey Young said, I mean, he, he quoted it by saying, "That's crazy." I was like, "Wait a minute, wait a minute, you didn't have this." Yeah. I mean, what are you talking he, about? He really does think that. He really thinks. And then I'm like, and I remember watching him because I didn't like him at Oklahoma because everybody was like, "Oh, he's." He's this incredible freshman. And I'd watch him play games, and they would lose. And, like, yeah, he put up numbers, but, like, he didn't even shoot a great percentage from the floor. And, like, he just kind of chucked shots. And I'm like, he's just like a Steph Curry wannabe. And, 
like when I and then it just really pissed me off when he said it. Be like acting like oh, like he 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 was so epic. I'm like, dude. When I think of some of these guys, like dude, Kemba Walker won the Big East tournament in a ridiculous fashion, and then went on and won the national championship in the same year. Like, mm-hmm. dude, you lost in the first round of the Big Twelve tournament, and then got bounced in the first round of the NCAA tournament by URI. Like, come on, dude. There's, there's nothing epic about that. Was it on ESPNU, I think, they recently replayed Kemba versus uh, – UConn versus Pitt in the Big East Finals? Yeah, and I forgot. Wanamaker. Yeah, that's right. Your guy Wanamaker was, he was on covering, there. He was covering him on that last play, and then he switched off him because he's a scrub. Who, he was knew, the guy that, who was the guy Kemba crossed over? I can't remember the big guy's name. That poor bastard. Never, he, he was dead after that. Gary something, right? Oh, yeah, I, I can't remember his last name. But all these other guys had ridiculous years and, like, were on winning team. Like, yeah, I guess you could say uh, Oklahoma had a winning record. But, dude, they were, like, average at best. Yeah. I, I just feel like – I just feel like whatever whatever stats you put up, I've, and I'll always believe this, and, and you, you know, not – he put up 27 points as a freshman, whatever, because someone came at me and said that on Twitter. I'm like – yeah, that's great and all, but like, if you're not doing, if you, if that's not in, you know, efforts to help your team win and be successful, then what, what's the point? It was Gary McGee. Gary McGee. Rest yep. in peace, Gary. But yeah, I, but you're right, Matt. Like, that, and that's the thing, though. At some point, when you, if Trey Young doesn't see that as an issue, you know, not an issue, but like, what happened in college, he did fine, whatever, but he didn't mount to the success that some of these guys do, but he still believes he should be put in the same sentence as them, right? Then you go over to where he is with the Hawks now, and as much as he's good, we – well, Matt – Ty, where did you have him in your preseason rankings? Did you have him below Matt and myself? Oh, I had him super low. Okay. So the, the, you ha- I think you had him lower than Matt and I did. I think we had him in like 22 range or whatever, possibly competing for a playoff spot. But either way, they, they're underperforming this year before the hiatus and everything. Do you guys think that there's any reason to think, hmm, Maybe Trey's not uh, doesn't have his priorities necessarily straight, and he's not necessarily you know focused on winning above all else. To me, he's the same dude he was in college. He's a, as long as he's putting up his stats and making all star teams, he don't care, bro. He ain't a winner. He ain't a winner. That's why I never liked Ben Simmons because that dude ain't a winner. He, dude couldn't even no. make the NCAA tournament. And I hate to tell you, Trey Young shouldn't have made the tournament that year either. They were like eighteen and fourteen, lost in the first round. They should have not made the tournament, and it showed when you all right beat them. In the first round. No love for uh, URI, first of all. I'm just that, saying, um, Oklahoma URI. Who, I mean, I'm glad URI beat them, but I'm saying, talking about programs, Oklahoma should smack URI. What about a guy like Greg Oden? Like, why wouldn't he be on that um, Mount Rushmore? Yeah, like, that, he was long- or, or Mike Conley. I mean, that, yeah, you're right. That's, that's a good one, Ty. That's I, I remember, point. like, at the time, Oden was considered, like, the best big man in college basketball that's- for, like, a long time. That's that's a really good point because if Anthony Davis is on that list, Anthony yeah. Davis didn't have like a. But that's what I'm saying. Anthony Davis didn't have like a stats to prove like I, I look up his stats for like statistically was it was fourteen was, yeah, and like, ten. Yeah, like he it wasn't crazy numbers, but hey, he did what he did to win. Like that that's yeah. what to me matters. He sacrificed. He could have been Trey Young and averaged twenty eight a game and 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 lost in the second round, but like. That's that's what that's what winners do. They find ways to win, and that's why I don't, until Trey Young does it at some level, I don't, I don't, I hey, he's a nice player, but he ain't a winner. 
So, so who's the weak link 4. on the... 4.7 blocks per game, by the way. 4.7 blocks per game. Oh. AD. Oh, yeah, I can't forget that. Oh, AD. Uh, so yeah, no, who's, the weak, who's the weak link on the, out of that 10 guys on the slam uh, single uh, season? Uh, I would say... Crap, I just closed out of it. Um, yeah, I'm trying to pull it up real quick, too. So well, you have... Who's, who's, your, who's your four? Because I, I, I have my four on this. My four on this is... Who's on my Mount Rushmore is Kemba, okay. Steph. I, I went more guards because I'm obviously I'm a guards guy. I look mm. Kemba, Steph, Jimmer, and I'm pretty sure I, I either picked AD or KD. I can't remember one of those two. I'm gonna go with uh, Mike Beasley. Yeah, he was stuff, dude. He was unreal. He was so good. I I'm a Bulls fan. I wanted Michael Beasley over Derrick Rose, hometown kid. I was like, no, I want Beasley. It ended up working out. Well, for the Bulls, but well, as well. Uh, so Mike Beasley won. Yeah, it, that's the only bright spot we've had in my lifetime with the Bulls, besides like when I was five. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Mike Beasley one, Kevin Durant two, Jimmy Fredette three, um, and four. I'm gonna go Blake Griffin. That's all. Hmm. I'm gonna I, go with. I couldn't. I couldn't pick Zion by the way, just because I felt like they should have won in that. They should have been at least in the final four. Yeah. Those four mm-hmm. players that I chose, I felt like in college were absolutely unguardable. There's no game plan you could have against those four. Durant, Mike Beasley, Jimmer could pull up from anywhere, and Blake's going to dunk on the free throw line from you. Whereas, like, Anthony Davis wasn't that dominant in college. Buddy Heald was really good, but he kind of has those cold spells. Zion was a dunker. I mean, I felt like Jimmer is the same player that uh, Doug McDermott was, but I felt like maybe Jimmer was probably better in college. I don't know. Maybe I'm just – I love Jimmer because he was just awesome to watch. And then Kemba was great, but I don't know if he was even better than Steph. I mean, Ke- Kemba and Steph, to me, are, are more guardable than Jimmer. I mean, Jimmer had a good run, but, like, the dude yeah. also didn't play uh, – The re- I love Jimmer because he, he did go off, but my other thing I, I hated about him – they played two three because and he couldn't guard anybody. That's why he never made it in the league because he still yep. can't guard anybody. Yeah, he could score. With, he could score thirty or forty in China, but he would just sit over there for years because he couldn't play defense in the league. Nah, he, he was terrible. Guard, at it. He couldn't guard anybody in college. But I mean, the dude was a bucket. But I don't know. Kemba will all. Kemba had an all time season, bro. That that was crazy. The run was absurd at the end. I'm going with bro. Kemba. They were ranked. They were ranked like a hundred and se- like something ridiculous, 150th going into the year. UConn basketball, and they won a chip. Crazy. I'm going with Kemba because of that. I'm going yes. with AD as well because they won. The numbers are friggin' stupid. Uh, and then you got to go with. I got to go with Beasley in the course of all this too. And then uh, I think I'm gonna go with Kevin Durant as my. Uh, I was gonna say you better go with him. Yeah, yeah, I have to. I mean, Durant um, was Durant was a beast. He was a beast. I, I was I was stuck on either KD or AD. I mean, Kevin Durant put up the better numbers, but Anthony Davis um, was like oh, the best player on a championship team. So. I didn't see yeah. the fine print. It says since two thousand seven, so that'd be I think Odin was in 07, Whatever. No, he was. He oh. was in the. He was in. He was in the same class as um, Durant in the draft and everything. So he had Durant. To be. What? No, that's Oden, right. I think. Yeah, I yeah, think Greg right. Greg Oden could be on that list over like. Uh, I put him over Anthony Davis. Probably Buddy Hill too. <laughs> Did you put him over Anthony Davis? I, I wouldn't put him over Anthony Davis. No. I, you gotta tell me out of everybody on that list, you put him over just Anthony Davis. The dude won a chip. 
Yeah, come on. Ty. I know, but but his team was really what good. Did, what did Buddy yeah, Hill do? Yeah, his team was really good. Buddy Hill was like a, a stats a stat guy. Yeah, but hold on. His just because it's oh, okay, but then put him over Zion. Zion's team was nasty. Why they didn't they didn't win a chip? You, you know what? I would also choose Zion. You're right. Okay, there you go. Not not Anthony Davis. Uh, both you know, of them. Listen, it, it says something about a guy that's a, is a superstar talent that wins a chip. Like, because not everybody yeah. does it. So, you you know what I'm saying? Like, you can say whatever you want about Melo, but Melo during that run was unbelievable. Yeah, Melo was a way to win. I would take Melo over Kemba and on that list. I would take Melo. I would – honestly, Melo would be my first choice if I was thinking about a Mount Rushmore for one single season. He was unbelievable. Okay, so, it, so to, to go over it again, because we kind of bounced around a lot with that – Ty, who were your four? My four uh, was Durant, Mike Beasley, Jimmer, and Blake Griffin. Matt? I'm going to go with I, – I, yeah, I went Kemba, Steph, Jimmer, and I'm going to – I think Kevin Durant would be my easy fourth. Anthony Davis okay. would be second. So, Anthony Davis is your four. Second B. string of that uh, – Okay. Right. All right. Yeah. You get in your next yeah. Mount Rushmore. So Anthony Davis makes my list. Then I have Kemba, Beasley, and Kevin Durant. Um, feel free to send your 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 Mount Rushmores on that list to us. Yeah, at, yeah. Uh, and if Trey Young's on your list, I, we delete you from. We're not following us no more. Yes, you yeah. cannot yeah. listen to us anymore. Yes, we are. We have turned into a dictatorship podcast, and uh, and Matt is Trey right. Trey Young. Trey Here's Young. If they would have if they would have included Trey Young, they would have had three of the ten players from Oklahoma. You can't have that. I'm sorry, dude. No. Trey Young would never be on any list of mine. Get get your wins up, bro. Yeah. He's fun to play with in 2K. He's got some serious yeah. in the gym fucking range. That's in some ridiculous handles, but doesn't translate really into wins, does it? But speaking speaking of all the college shit, the other stuff that's getting impacted in the course of everything too is the NBA draft. You're talking about pushing – there's the, the idea of possibly pushing it back. But one thing that seems pretty certain at this point is you're not going to have a ton of pre-draft interactions with teams and players. That's, that's you know, a big issue because – and you don't have March Madness on top of that. So like Ty said last week, right, Carson Edwards, he doesn't get picked where, where he does or, or maybe at all if he doesn't have that run in the, in the, the tournament for Purdue. So now teams have to adjust, and I think the Celtics, and I wrote about this for the site, I think the Celtics are going to be one of the teams that are impacted most by this because now they have three picks. They don't want to – there's no way in hell they want to use all three picks. How are, they, how are teams going to want to buy in on any of those slots if they don't know this draft that well? And, and coming into it, it seems like most teams aren't that high on that draft. Most draft draft experts are not high on this class. And last thing before you guys go, some guys may decide, you know what? It's not in my best interest to go this year because there's a lot of uncertainty. I think this this the draft could be in, like miserable this year. I think guys are being more inclined to go this year because of the economy and you oh. know needing money needing money essentially for the families now a lot of these guys that are in college basketball can't afford college and their families are probably losing jobs at, you know in blue collar cities and stuff like that so you know a lot of these kids are going to college just to be able to go pro in basketball and make some money so right if your family is hurting extra you know hard because of the circumstances we're living in i think that might push some guys who aren't ready to jump early that's you know? a really good point I did not think of that. Well, good thing Danny Ainge kept all his picks. 
you, you know what Danny's going to do? is He's going to do a draft in his stash and just pick some European player that nobody knows and just he's going to hold on to maybe, it for the next two or three years. Maybe Yabu Selly will go re-enter the draft again and we'll pick <laughs> him again. <laughs> <sighs> Fucking fat ass. <laughs> Yeah, that was what uh, Sollinger. He uh, loves picking just him and Sollinger. He just loves picking fat dudes, man. That's what he does. But that that's a good point, Ty. I mean, there are there's got there are some guys who will be able to wear it for another year. I mean, they're not paying for colleges for free and everything. And and they, you know, if, I've said it before. If you do it right, um, and you know, especially as a basketball player, you should have money left over in some capacity that you can save up. Some guys will have that opportunity. Not, but I think you're right. There are going to be some guys who who will be forced to go into the draft and maybe that hurts them in the long haul and their development and everything like that. But again, that still doesn't mean that when we look back on this 2020 class, that it's going to be good. I think when you look back on it, this will be maybe one of the worst classes just because people weren't high on it before. And now teams don't know what to look at going into this. It's going to be strange. Well, the crown jewel of the class might be LaMelo ball. So of oh, course the class. God. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's better than Leangelo, the other Ninja Turtle. He's better than him. Lemon Jello. It's the Ninja Turtles, bro. I can never get those two straight. Ninja Turtles. <laughs> what do you mean? Lonzo, Leonardo, oh. Oh. whatever the hell the names are. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. All the balls. They got the same Ninja Turtle names. That's what I call them now. Yeah, okay. That, now, now it makes sense. Now hey. it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. What? I was going to say, I, we haven't heard from LaVar, but we will soon when this draft comes near. I would love, love, love to see LaVar go uh, and have – I'd love to see – it's LaMelo that's in the draft now, right? Or that will be in the draft? I keep, yes, I get, correct. Okay, thank you. I always get them confused. So I would love to see him go to the Knicks because him versus LaVar would be, would be wild. Now – what the one last list that I think is worth getting to, we're still going to save that idea, Matt, that I keep te- that I keep saying we're going to get to. Perk put out his 2019-2020 All NBA teams. We're not, I mean, if you guys have your list now, that's fine. I'm not ready to go through mine. I just want to. I'm curious what you guys think about what Perk did here. Uh, third team, we have Bradley Beal, Jason Tatum, Joel Embiid, Bam Adebayo, Trey Young. How do you like that? I, I actually saw these the other day. I thought he did a pretty good job. Okay. So, sorry. I'll, I'll run through them. Second team. Jokic, Harden, Russ, Siakam, Damian Lillard. Okay. And then first team, LeBron, Giannis, AD, Kawhi, and Luka. I don't think there's right and wrong necessarily in this, but I don't know, man. This looks as close to it as you, as you can get. Yeah, I, I mean, I obviously didn't love Harden on the second team. I think Harden should be on the fifth team. But I honestly thought he did a pretty I, – I thought it was pretty spot on, to be honest. I couldn't think of someone that – now, I get – again, we could argue, I could argue the Trey Young thing, but – well, Trey, Trey Young and Beal are the two guys that I look at and I wonder, but Beal even was kind of they – the Wizards were making a push – Towards well, the end of the season. Stats. That's what it is, unfortunately. Right. I mean, they're putting up stats, but, the, but I mean, and then you look at Kemba, right? He was in Charlotte. He was the third-team guy, too. I mean, he wasn't – they weren't all-stars, so you wonder – I mean, there, there's a lot, obviously, that goes into the all-stars. But that, that – yeah, and, that, and that's what the problem is where I, where I 
what I think with all this stuff is if, the, but I, you know, if this is the award, like, Hey, you know, we're putting the best guys who have the best stats and all that kind of stuff. Then fine. Yes. These, then Trey Young and, and um, Beal deserve to be on one of the top, you know, one of the three teams, but you know, I, I just value winning more. So if you're putting up good stats on a winning team, that means more than putting up 40 on a losing team. But yeah, that's I just, think you know. You can't put Beal and Trae Young higher on this list because of that. Like you had Kemba who was third Yeah, team, he was third team last year. Third team last year. He, you can't have him be higher than what he was in the Hornets. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I just I, – I, and I think that Trae Young will make this team just because he's, you know, He's on all the highlights and everything like that. You see him all over social media. He just – he has become, you know, superstar level recognition and everything like that. I just think it's impossible to not have him on this list for most people. It doesn't mean I will put him on mine necessarily. We'll get to that at some point down the line. But having Beal now, I, I mean, a couple weeks ago, like I don't know that I would have said – or I guess if, maybe a month ago because uh, we haven't had games in like a couple weeks. Um, I don't know if I would have had Beal on my list, but now I feel more comfortable having him there than Trey Young. Yeah, I ain't a Trey Young. I'm out on Trey Young. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out. I don't mind Trey Young there, but um, I don't think I'd put Tatum in the third team. Where would you put him? Why? We had this conversation like a month ago that I didn't think he was a top 15 player in the league, and nothing's changed. Okay. So I can't, I can't say he's gonna be, uh, you know, an All NBA player. Then that's a fact. He did say that. So mm-hmm. um, he did say that. So you put him over I'm Jimmy? Stick with that, or Jimmy over him? Yes, I put Jimmy. Actually, that's a good. Point. Jimmy, I put Jimmy. Jimmy Butler should be on this list over Trey Young and Bradley Beal. Well, the problem yeah. is positions. Otherwise, Jimmy, I would agree with you. Jimmy Butler would be on this list in my book. But I would put him in there, and I would put Pascal Siakam over Jason Tatum. Pascal Siakam's on the second team. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't read. That's okay. It's all right. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> but no, so, so the only – so the most – yeah, the, the, the biggest okay, – Actually, snub... I would have chose Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons. Okay. Yeah, you're a dick. I wish, I wish they didn't do a position-wise, <laughs> too. Well, I mean, why can't you put – I mean, I remember – what was it? I think Perk actually said it when he was talking about the All-Star voting how Jimmy Butler would have been a starter in the All-Star game if he was listed as a guard, but he's not. So that's a, that. Yeah, that's stupid. That's yeah, stupid. So if you put him as a it's guard position, here, it's position. He, it's almost positionless basketball nowadays. You know, almost. I mean, almost. Other than having a center on your on a team, and some teams don't even really have a center, it is positionless basketball. Are the All NBA teams by position, or is it just five of the best players? It, it definitely. Five, it's definitely five. positions because Joker's two, on one and yeah, Bam's two guards, on one. Two guards, okay. two um, forwards, and then a center. That's got to change at some point, I would think. Yeah. yeah. That's not how they play anyways. Right, exactly. It's, like, really, it's really like one point guard, three forwards, and a center. Because you know, to be honest with you, I don't know if I could say – I don't know if Joker's a top ten player in the league. Or at least I don't know if he's – in my top ten. That's well, he he really picked. He had that that's that embarrassing start when he was out of shape, and he said oh, he was, he out was of shape fat. Yeah, exactly. Fat. But he but he picked. No, he's it up. a really good player. I just don't know if he's top ten. Maybe not this I year. I don't know. He he. he well, oh, you know what? I he just put, really I, he's really bad defensively. When you look at the center, when we did the list a while back, talking about top fifteen and everything like that, he was on. He was in our top ten, or he was ahead of Tatum, I believe, on all of our lists. 
I now is when you talk about centers strictly, I mean, it's it's Embiid, it's it's him. I mean, I guess AD's getting thrown in as a center on the on this list. But it's it's Embiid, it's Jokic, it's AD technically, and then Rudy Gobert. So that's why Jokic is going to be that high, especially because he played better in the second half where Embiid was hurt or took nights off and yeah. shit. Matt, I would have totally agree with you. I, I do think that he's having kind of a down year, uh, Jokic. But, like, for some reason, I looked at the stats. They're, like, identical to last year. Doesn't it really seem like he's having a down year? Like, that well, bad I, start, I, I guess? Yeah, maybe I just – yeah. It was the bad start. Nick just said he picked it up. He picked yeah, it up, I, so I, I don't know. I, felt, I totally agree with you that I feel like he was having a down year. But the stats, I guess, d- disagree with that. I don't know. He just lo- – I mean, he just looked slower. I mean, still – I mean, yeah. I think what separates him from a lot of bigs is he's a great passer, but I don't know. When you've I, seen some I of those stupid game winners was... that he's hit too, right? Yeah, those – they're kind of crazy. I mean, it feels like that was a freaking year ago. These last two weeks have felt like uh, like six months. Can we Dude, the, the the last time we did the pod in the studio so like the like last week, that like seven days or six days was crazy. Yeah, I mean, this is what it's going to be like. It's going to be the longest month or however long this goes of my life. Three months, four months. Nah, don't don't stop talking like that. I, I don't know what I'll do. Well, for all you guys out there listening, and females, I guess, too, if we have female listeners, we will continue to provide stuff for you guys on a weekly basis, and we're going to continue to try and make a push to have more and more guests on. Um, and we have different ideas that we're trying for uh, different people across the basketball world. Again, if you have any requests, um, people that you want us to reach out to, please feel free to send it our way on Instagram or Twitter at 5OutPod. Fellas, do you have anything that you want to hit on before we get rolling? Did you see what happened to Jamal Murray? Oh, what was – tell me me what happened because I saw saw him tweet something about, like, his account got hacked. Okay, Ty, handle this gingerly. Um, <laughs> you want me to do it? You want me to do it? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I'll, you, you can do it, yeah. Okay. So Jamal Murray uh, posted a video on his Instagram story him and his, of him and his girlfriend. And it was um, – they were doing something that you wouldn't want to share with people on the outside. Uh, you picking up what I'm letting down? <laughs> yeah. So wait. How did his account get hacked then? He did, it didn't or get hacked. Lying. He's full of shit. He must have, the, only, the only logical explanation for him not knowing how that happened is he must have been high or something. That's it. It's the only way. Or intoxicated. What, you get my point. You got to be pretty, I, you gotta be pretty intoxicated. So did, you, did you see it? Did you see it? I saw a censored video of it. Ty, did you see the actual thing? <laughs> yeah, and it was funny because uh, CJ <laughs> McCollum and Damian Willard were talking about it. Like on an Instagram live. Yeah, they were. I heard that. That was a funny conversation though between and, those two. What was it like? CJ McComb is like, yeah, my beard's turning into like <laughs> Jamal Murray's pubes or something. <laughs> That's what people were no. saying to him, and he acknowledged yeah. it on the NBA Instagram account. And then, yeah, and then the he said something about his and Katie's hair, no hair too. That was on the NBA Instagram. Yeah, yeah the, the, the CJ McCollum stuff. Yeah, I was like, "What, oh dude? My God. You can't, you can't wow. do that." That was, that was bad. Yeah, so that was bad. Shout out Jamal Murray. Shout out Jamal Murray. <laughs> my shout out actually go, goes to uh, go Jay buy an Bill. electric razor. Damn. <laughs> my shout out goes to Jay Billis. That's who my shout out goes to. I started. Because. I started reading Jay Billis's book, uh, Toughness. 
nice. during this uh, quarantine. It's actually, I, I mean, I knew it was going to be really good. I've heard really good things about it. I just haven't had time to sit down and read it. It's, I'm already a couple of chapters in, and it definitely uh, is living up to the expectation. I thought really? you were going to say really Jim Bill has posted a video of his <laughs> too. <laughs> no. <laughs> Thank Christ not. <laughs> no. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, man. How, I, how far into you are it? Chapter three. I'm like 70 pages in. It's pretty good. Hold on. Congratulations. It's official. The Celtics win by 10 and 70 points for Devin Booker. Everyone's going to give him hugs. Devin Booker has scored 70. It's final. It is a new franchise record for the Phoenix Suns, and he's getting hugs from Celtics teammates, the Celtics and his Suns teammates. What a night. What a night. So, oh, man. Real quick, guys. uh, The the TD Garden ushers are being laid off. Damn. Damn. Yeah, that's rough. Oh, God, this is such a shit time. This sucks. Well, good luck to everybody out there. Hang tough. We'll keep giving you guys stuff on a weekly basis, and uh, we will talk to you guys. And, and hopefully, we'll have, like I said, interviews as often as we can. We will talk to you guys again next week. What it do, baby? Yeah, you already know. I'm just trying to be alright with it. Yeah, I'm just trying to be alright with it. Yeah, I'm just trying to see the light in it. I think we should take a ride with it. Yeah. I'm just trying to spend the night with it. Yeah. I just want to be alright with it. I'm just trying to see the light in it. I think we should take a ride with it. Hey, I got no resolutions. I'm just hoping for some. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.